There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Bowen, look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. How are you, Bowen? Are you right well? I'm right well. You know, um. You okay, hon? You okay, hon? I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Peek behind the curtain. Peek behind the curtain. I'm in London town. London town. Cheerio, as it were. And you know, I'm here during the two hottest days ever recorded in the UK. Oh my God. And I think Oppressive. it's because I think it's because Mick Celestium is here and they're oh. raising the temp up to the triple digits. You feel, you feel they were so hot. They raised the temp. And you know, it's so weird to be, it's so, and I, well, you know, what's actually oppressive about being here as an American is that everyone <laughs>, laughs at you for not knowing Celsius. I'm like, oh. I'm sorry. I don't deal with this at home. I, I was a failed science major. You must understand. I don't know about that, Bo. I think you went all the way to the end. That's, that's not true. That's just is. not true. There's so much culture to talk about. Jennifer Affleck. Should we talk Jennifer about her? Jennifer Affleck. There's a absolutely. new doll on the block. Jennifer Affleck. JF. I think it has a nice <laughs> ring to it. I don't know if it does. I, think I, it I does. certainly don't want to go to a movie starring Jennifer Affleck. I'll tell you that. I want to go see Jennifer Lopez, the original girl. What do you think? How do you feel about Ben Lopez? Ben Lopez Love is that. nice. I would I actually think that that is the only way this should have gone down. Is that I love that they went to Vegas. I love, I love that, they, that they got in, in line. And yes, there was a gay couple. <laughs> Standing behind them in line. And she said that in the announcement. And yes, I did sign up for the newsletter. 
<laughs> I finally bit the bullet. The newsletter for on whom? the J Lo. You gotta oh go to onthejlo.com. I, I can't say anything else. I mean, if if you're not willing to do the work, Bo. I'm sorry. On the J Lo. I usually like, am. More like flop Bo. I know. Anyway, um, yeah. So they stood in line in Vegas and they got married and there was a gay couple behind them and they were all sort of marching towards love. You know what I mean? And Jennifer Affleck is her name now, but I believe it should be Ben Lopez. I love that so much. Um, Chromatica Ball is is starting. You know, the gays are sort of feeling mixed emotions about the Chromatica Ball. I'm seeing some people. I actually have an I don't think so, honey, later. That is a little bit of a criticism. Okay. That a lot of people have been saying online about the Chromatica Ball. So you're agreeing with a criticism. I'm agreeing with a single criticism about the set list. That there's no art pop. Am I spoiling it? Why would you do that to me? Okay, let's. I don't understand well, why you would do that to me. Your we'll sister. cut that. We'll cut that. No, don't cut it. Not for my benefit. You know what? I still think you're gonna be big slay, slay on, big slay on the other thing. So honey, even if people know it already, you don't need the reveal. You have never needed the reveal. I've never needed it because I continue to surprise. That's T. That's T. Um, what else? What else? What other culture? Hmm. What culture, hon? What culture, hon? I don't think you and I have really... I think people have been upset because we haven't really talked about the funny girl of it all. Well, I saw it. Well, did you see... Okay, so this morning, Beanie put out a mm-hmm. little dispatch. And what that she was... she say now? <laughs> she said that she has tonsillitis. Yes, I heard about that. And that she is not allowed to be there until she is no longer contagious. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's really sad. I just think the whole thing is, the, this is, this is what we can all agree on. The whole thing is tragic. It is a, it's tragedy. a tragedy. It is a modern tragedy. Of I will Greek say this proportions. I saw it. I literally saw it with an understudy. It was one of the performances that Beanie missed. Um, it seemed like there have been a lot. I don't those. blame her. I don't blame her. Look, neither do I honestly at this point. Like, I, I don't know if I would want to be in that atmosphere anymore either. To be honest with you, I am a huge Beanie fan. I loved her as Monica we Lewinsky. Love I loved her in Book Smart. It's just not, not everyone is supposed to play every part, and that's okay. That's okay. Beanie should play every part in what we do in the shadows, which she was also very She's good. She's fucking great in that. She's great in so much. I'm a Beanie fan. This is a Beanie Stan account. Speaking of casting, my sister was cast recently in a Muna music video. I was cast. You were cast, you were plucked out of obscurity uh-huh. and plopped into truly one of my favorite music videos of the year on uh, on a track from one of my, my I think the my favorite album of the year. I don't it's think anything will It's certainly the album I've it. played the most, period. Certainly, period. This is so, th- I'm so excited that our guests are here. Well, it's been a long time coming. Absolutely. I almost said period again. But Period. the thing is, the, it's really more of an ellipsis because there's so much more to come from this episode and so oh much my to talk God. about. Because yes, I was in the What I Want music video. And you know what I observed on that day, Bo? What? Joy. <laughs> Joy, enthusiasm, a galvanization. I observed a unit. A unit. A, a band as a unit. Okay. Coming Meg together Stalter. to say. I observed Meg Stalter. A lot of Meg Stalter. What were they coming together, together to say? Big Slay. They were coming together to say big slay. I, I well, what they were coming together to say was, there's nothing wrong with what I want. Yeah, yeah. Which sort of is how it goes. You know what I mean? Absolutely. In the general vicinity. Yeah, I would say You know, so. there was a point where they had to teach us the lyrics because we all had to sort of sing along. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
Then about two takes in, we were told, hey, guys, you know what? Don't sing along. That's producing. That's producing. That's executive decisions. That's leadership. That's pop stardom. That's goals. Ellipsis. <laughs> That's goals. Ellipsis. Crazy to have a front row title of that already. <laughs> I haven't even spoken. Well, they haven't even spoken. The self-titled new album, Muna, is critically acclaimed, let's say that. And I think their best work, which is saying fucking something. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't you forget. Don't you forget about you and saves the world. Never. Never forget. But saves the world. That's what I said. You said save the world. I said saves the world. You didn't. I d- okay, roll the tape back. Roll the tape. Literally roll the tape. L- okay. Literally roll the tape back right now. I- I'm at Doug. I know. And now, so, so and wait, now we're announcement, back. Announcement. Oh. Doug has COVID. <laughs> Doug has COVID. This Doug is a violation, COVID. but I can't help myself. I have to say the truth. Doug has COVID. Um, we wish him the best. Um, he is in the chat right now. You're Can being a little with too. Him? You're being a little too ironic about this in your tone. No, I'm and not I, being and ironic. Really uncomfortable. He seemed to be in a really good emotional space, even he though he says, wasn't in a great physical space. He says he's foggy, and then you called him a foggit, <laughs> which is unacceptable. And you should you owe him an apology. That was funny. Come on, that was funny. Foggit. Oh my god, that's brand new. No one's ever done that before. Ellipsis. No one's ever that. said, I'm feeling a little foggy lately. And then you look at them and you go, fog it. No one's ever done it. Okay. Well, well, it's time to bring in. <laughs> they are truly fantastic. Fave band alert. Fave band alert. Individually, they are known as Joe Maskin, Naomi McPherson, Katie Gavin. Yes. But together, they are our guests. So please welcome. Mona! <laughs> Unmute good. now. Unmute. Oh my Boom. god. <laughs> Boom. Wow. So how's, wow. How's it feeling? How's it feeling? It feels totally unreal to be uh in this Zoom right now because I listen to y'all all the time. Stop. So mm. it's crazy to be uh actually on the episode because I'm just feeling like I'm ready to listen to the episode, but I'm also speaking on it. Well, guess what? You're speaking on it. I'm what about do you guys- to speak on it. You're about to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Naomi, Joe, how, how about you? Uh, I was going to say the same thing as uh, as Katie. This is a opportunity of a lifetime for readers like us. Wow! Wow! Publicists, readers, readers, publicists, gay people. This is a yeah. <laughs> this is a moment for queer people. It mm-hmm. is. It really will be. <laughs> I think so. I'm just excited to be back in the vicinity of actually the scene stealer. I think of the music video. You better stop. Oh, I'm not it's even. True. I'm not even fucking you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yet. am I allowed to fuck? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, you, you must fuck. Permission to fuck. Uh, Permission to fuck. <laughs> I'm not kidding. When fuck. we saw the first cut, I my jaw was on the floor. I was flabbergasted. Little did I know that every moment a camera was on you, you were actually giving it two thousand <laughs> percent. I don't really give less. I will say thank you for allowing me a platform to get some of our merch out there because the food oh, yeah. is what candy is based on shirt. That was the sort of uh, Easter egg for the readers and publicists, mm-hmm. of whom, so many, many of whom I know cross over as as Muna fandom. Do you guys have a name for your fans? Um, uh, I guess what they're in the Mooniverse or what didn't we it? call them? What did we call them? We <laughs> well, they called themselves something. What did they call Pugles. themselves, Katie? I don't remember. The celibacy Pro- club? 
Yeah, yeah. LFSC club. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> don't don't they also call themselves like depressed somethings? Like it's very clinical. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's going to change this record cycle because it's so much yeah. more horny, or if it's going to splinter. The group is going to splinter. There will still be some in the LFSC club. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing. I think the music has always been, um, as I said, I think you guys have all put it like somewhat about like queer melancholy, but even with this album, it's always, the joy has always been there. I don't think the joy mm-hmm. was ever, I don't think you're introducing the joy to people necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's maybe packaged in a, in a new way, but I think it wow. was always joyful. It was. I love That's that. Just me. Yeah. There was joy underneath for sure. And I think we just struggled to like integrate it into, mm. the, into the, into the oeuvre. It's not that, oh, but, but Joe was saying that it's horny. This, this one's hornier. And I didn't mean to imply that you guys, you know, this was deliberate. Like joy is like, no, I mean, we're super horny. Yeah. yeah. That, can I say that? Reads? Talk about that. Yeah. That reads. Hmm. I don't think Discuss I can talk horny. about it. I think Katie is probably the person who can talk about being horny based on Katie's affliction lately. Affliction. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe you're going right into this. Well, I have to. I listened to the episode with Meg like this morning because I'm like, I need to get in the space. And I was like, well, I'm going there. The first thing I have to bring up is something crazy. You're going yeah. to Katie's Wait affliction. <clears throat> Go on. Um, they've <laughs> noticed recently that uh, we've been in a few situations <laughs> in public where <laughs> we've been having a conversation. Uh, I can think of one time we were out to brunch and uh, <laughs> somebody did walk by. Choose your words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with a nice choice. pair. With a Absolutely. nice pair. A nice pair. A nice pair. A nice pair. A nice summer fruit. Yes. <laughs> what I did do is I did stop mid sentence and I did exclaim, What did I say? Titties? <laughs> I, did I don't know. Titties. I don't know if it was titties. Somewhat opened up a conversation which led us to, there's like kind of a Muna like language. There's like, you know, a uh, language that we kind of cycle through. There's phrases that mm. we use, like, as most best friends have. And that, we know a little something about that. Right. And titties led us to a conversation <laughs> about um, uh, <laughs> one uh, person. And uh, no, the don't, phrase, don't, you don't have to name the name. I'm not going to name the phrase. We stop here. <laughs> and the stop phrase, here. Mom, I have to share the phrase. Oh, I would love to hear the phrase. Yes. The phrase was big natural drugs. Yeah, big naturals. But also big naturals. Big naturals. And that led us to big naturals. So (laughs) we're thinking that we need to do a side project at some point called Big Natural. Big Natural. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's Um, on the deluxe deluxe edition of this album. Am I working on that right now? I don't really care about boobs necessarily. Like, in a, I don't know. I like boobies, but I don't necessarily have to date. I'm also, I also like people that cut their boobies off. You know, yeah, right, exactly. So it's not necessarily one way or the other for me, but it's I, an energy. Yeah, it's, yeah. An energy. it's an energy. Oh, it's, big it's natural is energy. energetic. Yeah, it's uh-huh. sort of like dick. Like I'm not actually a dick fan. Like I'm right. not like I don't wake sure. up in the morning and think, oh, you know what? I can't wait for today, dick. Like I'm yeah, not like, and I'm not either. like when I'm when, like when, like for example like. When those photos of John Hamm and his big old dick swinging around came out, I was, I was like, there. Like, that I does there. You, uh, Joe was there. Me. <laughs> I was definitely there. I actually, I have a, I was in a restaurant in New York, and me and my friend, who is straight, a straight man, we were just, we're like, well, we have to look at this for at least thirty minutes. Yeah, and we did. 
And I feel like naturals are the tits are the same way. It's like if, yeah. if, well, if a pair yeah. comes on comes along that's so undeniable, you're like, we have to stare for a little bit. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you're enjoying something like as an anthropologist. Absolutely. Right. As a, a scientist, almost. Yeah. You're yeah, appreciators. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I can absolutely. appreciate when someone, like, but sometimes it's like in a sexual situation, and, and here's the thing, like, like, uh, it's a little bit like if a, uh, like when someone's like, wow, that person had a really nice dick, or like, the dick was so big, mm, yum, yum, yum. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> oh. like I, I don't know, like, I guess for me, it's just like, they're, they're not, they're not a good looking thing. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really, it's funny because I don't really these days, it's like I have sex with people that I have, like, that I'm close to, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, it's about the connection that you have with somebody and what happens in between rather than like. Uh, having sex with the bod, you know, like I've done it it. or you went there so fast. (laughs) What? I said you went there so fast. I thought I we know, were going to be rude for a little bit longer. It's 10 a.m., but <laughs> I guess this is the era. Celibacy this club. This is the era. Celibacy. The cel- Back to celibacy. It's always going to be celibacy club in some way. <laughs> yeah. You can't deny it. Well, they are able to access the horniest thoughts and ideologies oh, i feel true. because it's like when you see something from the outside you see it the clearest so it being as part of the celibacy club you can you know write the song like silk chiffon you can get into it in these ways because you're sitting on the sides observing the phenomenon that's of really the horn of the horned upness that's can being I gay say, that's being gay can that's i say that is being gay we were in we were in the tube sorry and Celeste, the tube and Celestium goes, you know what the sleeper hit is? No idea. And I go, oh, I've mm. been no idea ground floor since day one. It's true. He has. He has wow. mentioned that one. I was like, y'all, you need to listen. Everyone's like, oh, uh, anything but me kind of girl. Uh. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing songs. Why is no one talking about no idea? I'm sorry. <laughs> Why is and no Bowen, one talking? Bowen, what song do I always sing? You always sing... Kind of girl or handle me? Kind of girl. Kind of I'm girl. the kind of girl who thinks that. And then I go, can. It's a country girl. song. What you've done. Oh, yeah. Shania. It's Shania. It's giving Shania. It's giving Shania. It's gi- Well, it's giving honest to God country. And also, I think out of all the videos and even me being in one of them. Well, anything but me is my favorite video. But kind of girl, that oh, so video needs yeah. all the respect. Because that video is... Ooh, and the 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 costumes and the styling, you guys are sorry, but giving trade, giving trade. Wow, I gotta say, it was one of the best days of my life. <gasps> I bet. Talk about that. I would love a mustache. You know, I'm mm. not. We've talked about this, and Katie's like, "Why don't you just do it?" But I'm like, I don't know if I want all the changes that go along with me. Right. You want it as mustache. an accessory. Right, I want right, an right. accessory. I want the five o'clock shadow, and I want the mustache. I'm over here when I'm on TikTok. It's 11 p.m. I put the filter on and I say, this is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was an interesting, that was an interesting day. I think you felt the same, Naomi. Yeah, I liked it. And also I did, men- I, I, I had a theory about myself giving trade. So I'm, what's I'm, your theory? Well, what's the what's theory? The theory? It's just that, that I think it? sometimes I give trade. Of course. 100%. I talked to Taylor who directed this video about it at one point and, trade? and he agreed. What, so can you, can you, can you go deeper? Me? Yeah. You don't you don't know what trade is? Well, I know what trade is, but when you're saying that, are you saying what kind of trade? 
That's yeah, what, what I get confused. Certainly confused not rough about. trade. You're sort of giving like no. like like hero trade. You're, you, like well, the cam- trade. well, first of all, can we just say the camera hits <laughs> all of you and it's giving it's a star. wild. It's even, really even giving the, star. Even on the Zoom, I gotta say, even on these shitty MacBook. Wow. I'm sorry, not shitty. On these Mac, I'm sorry, we love <laughs> Apple, but even <laughs> on these Zoom cameras, I go, what's going on here? Stardom. <laughs> Like, Katie has a very art directed like situation Katie whenever does. she's on Katie Zoom. It feels good. very like curated. Thank Katie's you. a star. A star I mean, it's giving leads, what they do. It, but this is what I mean though. It's definitely giving lead singer. It's definitely giving like, you know, it's it's giving Katie, like for sure. I mean, especially now more than ever, it's definitely giving a star down. You but guys. like the whole band, <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like it, the camera hits every single one of you, and yeah. that's why I think it's smart that, like, for example, in like anything but me, you all are like singing the verse because, mm-hmm. like, it is giving like everyone impacts on camera in this way and i also love can i just talk about the anything but me video for a second because yeah and excellent. i feel like this is an album you know sometimes Bo, when an album comes along and it just feels like it's really speaking to you like 100 percent for me like and i think Bo, you'll you'll identify it's like that that feeling of like really being emotionally trapped in a in a particular spot in a relationship or with another person and like finally you have to declare like look it's it, you i i wish you all the best it just has to be away from me like it like it, it, we can even have a friendship we can check in but we cannot i cannot continue to put myself in this position like mm-hmm. and i actually went through that like pretty pretty immediately upon like getting familiar with with, with the album and with the song and wow. the video is so great is because like not only is there's it, you're all trapped you're, you're all, all trapped. trapped and you're literally all like gonna have to like escape a life-threatening situation and i loved that imagery and i really so loved good. the specific thing like you tied to the radiator like you hanging from the from the um from the rafters like being driven in the car blindfolded the thing with the plastic sheet the plastic, over you guys like there yeah. was just so many and i think it's so important in music videos to give that many quote unquote looks or that many different aesthetics because it's always something to watch. And then the choreo you guys are doing is so mm. fun and like it's such a throwback. But like I just I can't say enough about that music video. It's so sweet. I would say this is I mean it's just like the first time if we're being actually real. It's like the first time this whole record cycle because of working with Allie that mm. we've actually Allie, been able to really communicate the visual, you know, representation of the album to like its fullest degree. Yeah. And it's just been, it's been so fucking helpful. I never thought we could make videos like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that you picked up on that, working with that theme of like feeling trapped in a situation emotionally. And I remember the conversation we had with Allie when we were figuring out what the treatment for the video was going to be. Um, Cause it was kind of down to the wire. And she oh. came back to us. Like I sent her, I had written a couple of paragraphs on like every song and kind of what I was thinking about when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was like a line at the end of it um, that inspired her. And she was like, that's how she came up with this idea of like, I love the the extra layer on top of it of like, we are trapped. And then at the end of the video, we Furry. all realize like, Oh, actually there's nobody holding us here. Like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. us here. And I just thought that was so brilliant of like, I mean, there have been so many times when I've stayed in situations that weren't working for me, but nobody else was forcing me or manipulating me. Like I am free to go. It's just, do I allow myself to go? 
Um, and so I thought that was, you know, so brilliant. And we, that whole crew, I mean, like we, I feel like we owe so much to Ali, thank you. And and Taylor James for, for their work on this album cycle. Wonderful directors. Directed kind of girl. Ali directed anything but me. And And they co-directed what I want. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Dream team. Yeah. But Taylor was doing choreography for anything but me as well. And it was like, it, it, we really do. I feel like we've needed people to push us and encourage us to kind of lean into those pop moments of like, no, you can do choreo as a band. And uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Allie has pushed us of like, you should be serving to camera. Like you really are like hot enough to just go for <laughs> yeah. it. You know, like we've had those people push us hot enough to go for it. Hot enough to go for a title of app. not to draw a parallel though because but it's like no one's trapping you from doing choreo from serving to camera like no one's like no one's i I, so many of our own limits are like self-imposed in Mm -hmm. that way but then i just yeah yeah and i just love that that the last image i think i believe of of anything but me is you guys all sort of running out running on Mm -hmm. a sunset like in this open clearing or, or you know it's like an outdoor space where it's like Oh, it's it's twilight. There's it's this transitional period in the day, but maybe in this per- maybe in this person's emotional life, like you know, um, mm. it's just brilliant, brilliant. And oh, I love a director who can choreograph. It's giving Debbie Allen. It's giving Bob Fosse. <laughs> Taylor's great, and he's such a nice guy. Like oh, yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah, we like, love he's so King. great, Daddy. Allie and Taylor grew up together in Canada and they both were dancers. So I think maybe that's where the like love for the choreo comes from. They dance together. They do a lot of like, if, if requested, they do a lot of contact improv, which is fun to watch. I can't do it. (laughs) If requested. (laughs) I'm making requests. I'll, I'll make a request and film it and then we can, we can send it around. Contact improv is a euphemism for sex, I believe. Oh, that's what dancing is. That's what being a dancer or a theater kid is. It's actually to have sex. (laughs) Well, we'll get there. Yeah, that's a horny. Or be close to sex. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow... So could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. 
build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. Hey, it's Bowen. And I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken. Pico de gallo purple cabbage and new avocado verde salsa sauce with new menu options like cantina chicken tacos burritos and quesadillas there's something for everyone and taco bell isn't just for a late night with this new cantina chicken menu the possibilities are well endless try the new cantina chicken menu at taco bell now now i said snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Were y'all theater kids? Like, what was like? I, I would love to hear like what y'all were like when you were young, and how that connects or does not to each other. We all have done theater at one point or another, mm. and I think I mean uh, I I won't I don't want to steal Katie's thunder about <laughs> uh, the culture that made her say that culture was for her, but yeah, we all we were all like. Did you guys do straight straight theater, straight ahead theater, and musical theater? You did both. In high everybody school, everybody did both, right? Uh, Matt did not until college. I, did I never in did high anything school. until college. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's we. Wild. I think. I think the three of us did did like. I know me and Joe both did some 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 freaky Shakespeare <laughs> shit in high school. Mm. We both did the we did a, the the like gender swap plays, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Back. They were like, yeah, you can, you can do that. Um. <laughs> and oh. then we did musicals too. Yeah, oh, I love it. Okay, but then where, where, where did where did where did Naomi and Joe grow up? Where did you guys grow up? I'm from San Diego, so San Southern Diego. California, and, and yeah, Joe's from like the LA area. Yeah, like, I went to high school in Pasadena. Okay. Where's Katie from? Katie, where are you from? I'm from the suburbs of Chicago. Mm, I'm hot. from the burbs. I went which to burbs? The, uh, like Winnetka and Glencoe. My dad lived in Glencoe. The Glencoe. North Shore. North Shore. Yeah. Did you go, did you go to New Trier? I did. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Oh my god, pod. Kids? Huh? 
You know Nutria Kids? I know Nutria Kids. Beck Bennett is a famous Nutria Kid. Okay. Um, oh, shit. Henry I didn't know Melcher. That. Yeah, yeah. Nutria Kids are, they have, they fuck. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it was a crazy uh, growing up experience. It's such an uh, insane environment for so many What reasons. is it for people that don't know? Um, it, the North Shore is a cluster of, uh, I would say, high wealth communities and mm-hmm. Nutrier is an extremely well-funded public school with uh, a super competitive uh, environment that some people flourish in and some pe- most yeah. people find super toxic. <laughs> I, I didn't want to put that out there, but this is what I have heard as well from people yeah. who've gone. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't think I've ever worked as hard as I did in high school. So <sighs> that's so crazy. Um, crazy. I couldn't have worked so less hard in high yeah, school. I, literally, <laughs> I barely went. <laughs> I identify with that though. Like sometimes I do think about like how I don't think I ever worked as hard in high school just trying to, because do you ever think about how like in high school, you really have to do all this stupid shit. Like you (laughs) really have to do math. You really have to do science. You really have to do like all this stuff that you couldn't be less interested. Like I had to take tech, like me in tech, like women in tech, like me sort of just like, okay, girl, like, sure, like maglev. Okay. Like, like what, whatever, what? you know, yeah. maglev, maglev, magnet levitation. Wow. I don't, look at no, me. I, apparently I, still I again. We were there. there. We weren't there. We there. But just like, you, and, and therefore, because you have to, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know how you got, how y'all feel, but just, it's like when you're in high school and it's that mentality of like, well, you got to get into a good college or you got to get into oh a good, you have, you have to get into Awful. a good situation. It's like your GPA has to be high. You have to take these AP classes. You have to do IB, whatever. It's yeah. And so you end up working your fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. And because it's stuff that you're not interested in, it feels harder. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember like being an AP Euro and like Franz Ferdinanding my ass off and being like, <laughs> what, where, where is this going to go in my life? Like, should yes. I be like, on the stage cutting my teeth but you know um (laughs) did you start did you feel like you started learning after like your formal education yes yes wow i I would i would almost be and maybe maybe y'all think the same but i would be more useful and college would be more useful to me now that i actually know what my interests are (laughs) yes um Yes. Like, and because back then it was just like, oh, I guess, yeah, if I have to take a history course, like, I guess it'll be World War II. And then I'm sitting there, like, not being able to care less, you know? Sure. Naomi and I would be very into that class. I would have to, I have to, uh, yeah. I think, I, I think, like, (laughs) I think I sort of, I miss, like, I miss an uh, a learning environment. I miss a structured learning environment now because I feel like I am not capable of holding myself accountable. Right. In uh, while living this life, um, yeah, I get it. I don't think I can hold myself accountable to actually retain information and to learn. Um, I think it is impossible to like penetrate the 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 learning uh, totally. area of my lobe. Wow. Uh, I think the brain so I do long for school now, and I did find it to be a prison then, but yeah, I also absolutely. liked it too. Kind of, it was well, well, I, it was a confusing time. Yeah. What was the academic vibe of USC while you guys were there? Oh Did my you guys God. care for school at all? I hated <laughs> so USC. Crazy. Like we <laughs> coming from an environment where like I had to do 
so much homework every night um, and was accountable to it. And then going to SC and realizing like we had to take general education classes and mm -hmm. just being in a lecture hall and realizing like truly nobody read anything. Yeah, no and one is caring. No one is caring and it doesn't <laughs> matter. You're like, this is really bizarre. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That, it just made me think the educational system was a bit broken, like, because it's such, it, again, it's an expensive school. Oh, it's geez. like people are paying for the experience of just going to college, maybe more than learning. Sure. Sorry to shit on you. I had the inverse so experience. I was also going to say, I feel like in college, that situation, you know, sort of being the standard allowed for people like Katie and myself to be teachers, little stars. Yeah. <gasps> That's how university to be like you i feel like you would be looking around no one would have read and you'd be looking around like this you disgust me like <laughs> how dare you not take this teacher's time seriously because it would be like classes about i don't know like actually important stuff about mm -hmm. you know like race in america and everyone's like on their phones fucking off so yeah, yeah i feel right. like we were we were sort of looking around with a lot of judgment at all the other students at the school like how dare you guys yeah. sort of squander your education at this point um i was there on scholarship so i thought i was just like happy to to be able to go to school and not be like too scared about my future but i also found mm -hmm. it to be easy mm -hmm. usc was so easy yeah, just, I think the, it was pretty was easy. The <laughs> yeah, the bar, the bar was, was the floor. floor. The bar was the bar was an athletic floor, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I went to NYU and I thought it was easier than high school. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, but I was in I was in Tisch, and so it was like an like an arts focused thing, and so maybe yeah. it's because I actually was enjoying it more. I actually was yeah. interested in learning how to write sitcoms. I was interested in like you know mm -hmm. creating work for myself and etc. But I would imagine Bowen's college experience was more difficult than high school. <laughs> I I saw like the I saw both sides of it where it was people like half my classes were people didn't give a shit and didn't do the reading. And then the other half of my classes were people mm. really gave a shit. Mm -hmm. And it was like mm. these pre-med kids and these kids were like, Woof. oh, no, I'm going to. Oh no, no, I'm I'm going to this school, you know, like I and and it just reminded me of that horrible period in high school that I thought I had left behind. But the, but if you go into medicine, like that's that or, or academia or science, like that mentality just follows you your entire life or your entire wow. career. And that is really sad to me. Mm -hmm. that's that's so, I didn't know that you were pre-med. That's so fascinating. It's it, it's it's weird, but I I feel like I feel like it got my like competitiveness like out of my system because I don't mm. think I'm that competitive now and I have not been for a long time. Do you guys do you guys identify collectively or individually as like competitive people? Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. only only when we're playing sports, which I don't <laughs> right. allow myself to do very often because I get like uh, I turn into a monster. I try to keep it. I try to keep it on the couch. Wow, when, great. I will say first of all, I want to say that um Apart from our like general ed classes at USC, Joe and I were in a music <laughs> program there and it was like um, uh, a different environment where like yeah. some people were yeah. super plugged in. Um, but I think even in that environment, like in terms of being competitive, I think uh, that program taught me a lot about um, if you're in the field that we are in, um, like singularity is one of the most important things that you can yeah. bring to the table. So 
It's like, do you have something to say that has to do with you and your story? And it's yeah. kind of irrelevant to competition. Um, but I, but I would also say mm. that being in an environment where I was around other artists who were doing stuff that I thought was interesting was mm. helpful. It was motivating. And I think now we're, we're very lucky to have a community of people around us who are musicians or comedians or writers who are, you know, like living their dreams and doing cool shit because it, it motivates you to do the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Well, and you can just thing- I was just going to say, you can just be stoked for people's wins. Like, yeah, it's so nice to be like surrounded by people who, when they succeed, you just like, you're just so happy for them. I, I don't know. I feel yeah. like, yeah, we've sort of left the, the competitive stuff in, in the dust. And we just, we just want people to do well and be happy. And, you know, but we used to have this thing called, uh, Kuyashi. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a word that means, um, like being motivated by, anger or like motivated (sighs) by the desire to prove somebody wrong. And I think that there is a part of your experience as queer people or people of marginalized genders where we feel like we can be underestimated at times. And so I think we also have definitely been motivated by like, uh, I'm going to show you type of situation. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not competition though, but I think that's just like, Vengeance. I don't know. <laughs> vengeance. <laughs> yes. Vengeance. We've, we've just been very really, lucky. Yeah, that's yeah. a really interesting way to put it. Like, singularity makes you irrelevant to competition. You know what I mean? Well, that That is, if you really just focus on who you are and focus on what it is you're trying to say, like, it will become specific enough where you're not actually going to compete with anyone else. And then you can release that thing of, you know, looking over your shoulder. Because that, I think, is the big trap, like, when you're developing is mm-hmm. you and especially for queer people i mean let's just be real yeah like you there just doesn't seem like there's a spot for everyone and mm-hmm. they also kind of tell you that like and because they 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 meaning capital t like the industry i think mm-hmm. like they don't they they're not like creative enough to make all these spaces initially anyway so it is on you and it is on us to like hone in on ourselves so that like they can't help but make a space for us you know what i mean and so that i think is it feels like there was like an awakening like i don't know whether it was like 10 years ago or whatever that's like allowed what's happening now to be true which is that there there is so much for everyone and you know obviously like there's there's so many platforms and like everything is so much bigger now but i also think it does have to do with like a collective waking up and this realization that like you lean into what's special about you, not trying to imitate or mimic what they are doing or what mm-hmm. she's doing or he's doing, because it's just never going to seem right on you. You know what I mean? And then, then, then yeah. even if you are successful at duplicating that, it won't last. Yeah, totally. And, and just like, just not putting other people's expectations of what you should be or what you can do onto yourself or trying to not do that. Mm, Cause I think that right. can, like it's an easy trap to, to fall into. Um, and it's very difficult to, to shed it. I think just, you know, it's hard out here. We try to give ourselves a lot of grace. And I think we have been like very patient in an industry that is not very patient. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've had patience for ourselves and like for what we're trying to get at and allowing ourselves to like sort of grow publicly, I think is maybe, Mm. I don't know a little bit counterintuitive 
for the music industry at large, I think like most people kind of expect you to like when you hit the scene to be fully formed yeah, like right. at this point because artist development just doesn't exist so mm. yeah i think we've we've had to you know we've had to just like force ourselves to be patient with ourselves and continuing to do so i think just until that's incredible forever that's, yeah yeah well that's that's i mean i feel like that's the thing to unlock and that's like um the hack maybe but also it's interesting you say that because i was going to say maybe we're in this place now where we're we're not competitive with each other as queer people or queer like people who make things but it's that we are still in opposition to like the industry mm-hmm. or people yeah. who like or the the middle management of the industry the where suits. people yeah. the suits where people make decisions on your behalf where they you know like we don't have to talk about rca or anything but it's like it it feels like that was this thing where you uh, you, you guys had to sort of survive outside of this system that like abandoned you and then and then like you know that's that's like the struggle now i think for a lot of people it's always been the struggle but i think now it's sort of at least i don't feel that kind of competitive catty spirit uh, among other queer comedians at least but Mm -hmm. it is the only thing that like makes us nervous or gives us anxiety is that there is this concept of like oh gosh the industry is not creative creative enough to make space for all of us you know does that make sense I would just say that RCA, like we were so lucky with who we did work with. I think it's just like, I think this applies to like so much art that is maybe like left of center. It's just like, they just didn't know what to do with it more than anything. They just didn't know how to work with us. And I I also just don't think like we were really ready to be worked with to a certain, like, Mm, I I, I don't think we were ready, you know, to some extent. I, I do agree that it's like every step that we have taken has led us to this point and we've really had the opportunity to grow as like musicians as people to like handle like i even think about when we did the video and like right after that we flew to new york to do tv it's like that was some of the most Mm. stressful shit that we Mm. have ever had to deal with and like we did it and it went fine but you talked to muna like around about you and like if that shit happened uh we would have all been like it it would just would have been the worst we've Mm. we've really gotten the opportunity to you know, become who we are at this point. But I hope that's not, I hope the, the work, the, the work reflects well on you guys now, even because I was listening to the old, to, to the old stuff. And I was like the old quote unquote, LOL. It's like, yeah, not that old, but I was like, Oh, but this, this still hits. Like, it's still like part of that same Sonic universe that is mm-hmm. Muna. And I, that's interesting that you say that though, that you weren't, that you didn't feel ready to be handled. I think well, there's also an element of like, sorry to interrupt you, Joan. No, 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 no. I'll let you continue. But I, I think there was also an element of like, despite the people that we worked with being lovely and believing in the music and, and us so much, like there is a structural hierarchy in a building like that yeah. where if it's not working on its own, it's not working. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, this, this perspective of like, if it's not selling itself, then we don't know what to do with it. Yeah, like, that's frustrating. And that kind of puts you in a weird position where you end up like gaslighting yourself about the quality of the art that you're making. <laughs> and <laughs> it is, it, it can be a head fuck. So I think there was a, there, I think we had like a protectiveness about the way that we, I don't know the way, the way that we behaved and presented ourselves. I think like, drew attention to the fact that like we did not feel uh safe 
outside mm. of the bounds of like the three of us at a certain point. Like, I think we wow. feel very protective of each other and of the art. And like, we don't, we don't want to compromise that. And I think we were maybe a bit, I struggle with this just generally as a person, but I mm -hmm. think we did have like a hyper vigilance of like, mm -hmm. you know, maybe sort of an outsized idea of like what threats were there and what mm. was a threat and like, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. That's very like it rambly. Makes but, complete no, sense. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's just the thing about like when your art is intimate and also like, yes, you just don't want someone to take the, we just didn't want to be misunderstood. And also it's just like, you hear so many stories. Like we were so lucky that we did have each other. Like we were never really mm -hmm. put into a situation where we did feel super unsafe, but you can just so easily see how that as like part of this industry is such a standard and thank God we've always had each other. And like, I don't think I would want to do this if I was not like with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just, it's just fucking hard. Like it's so hard to, I don't know the people who do it on their own. I'm like, God be with you. Yeah. Not to be me. Harder yeah. to have boundaries Mm -hmm. when you don't have other people being like, is this weird? Or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, no one to check in with. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know if you guys read Mariah Carey's book, mm -hmm. but that was insane. Like, like I'm the sure. amount, like she basically was like in servitude for, 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 for like a decade to her husband who ran her label. I mean, it, it, it was like, she was basically trapped in her home. Like, um, just it, yeah, I mean, like, it, it's kind of a horror story to read the book, like when, when you realize just and then when she ends the decade, the first decade of her career, like in complete exhaustion and as like a joke with the whole glitter thing, it's like, you know, it, that's just a really interesting. But I had never thought about how even just having one or two other people in the room with you oh in the God. same position can be a huge life raft because these solo artists, I mean, who from the early 90s is like, OK, now? You know what I mean? Like it's really crazy, or even even more recently. Like it yeah. seems like, like you really need those people that are there on your side to tell you, like, hey, like I'm here for you, and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's it it can, or it can really become like a, a dark situation. I didn't read the Mariah Carey book, but I read um, Jessica Simpson's book. Oh, you did? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Or I listened to it on Audible. Yeah. 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 And shout out. And <laughs> podcasts are reading. We've all I've been saying it, so. this. Podcast is reading. But it was really wild to hear about what she had to go through, like physically and emotionally. Um, and the way she was talked to also by her label. Mm -hmm. And it, she also kind of framed like her relationship with Nick Lachey. Part of what drew her to him was that he was the first person that told her that she could have some type of boundary um, in her mm. professional life. And mm. like that, he kind of guided her of like, this is, you know, what you should be like paid for something like this. And, um, but, but there's an, there's another piece to that as well, because this was a, older man that she like started right. dating and then like you know the the feel who was in a band yeah who was in a band and it's like the feeling of what that might do to somebody um that you can't like figure that out on your own and you rely on this older guy to kind of mm -hmm. guide you and i've always felt really really grateful with naomi and joe like we all have our own um like superpowers but i feel like joe and naomi are really good um at vibe checks like mm. they just know with people like they have good gut instincts i think perhaps i had 
uh, gut instincts at some point in my life. But I, <laughs> <laughs> the trauma takes it away. I've had to do a lot Oof. of things to like try and recover that. Or like, I have kind of like latent instincts and, um, or I gaslight myself, bones raising their hand. But it's no, like, no, 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 no. Keep doing. It. I, I just, I'm, I'm not interrupting you. Sorry. Keep but it's like it's really, um, <laughs> it's been so huge for me because I, I trust them. Like, and it's also like we are um, these equals. Like, with um, these parts of our identities that are shared. So it's like I don't know. It just feels more empowering to like that you're navigating this with a group of friends. Um, mm. And yeah, they've helped me a lot with, with that. I wonder if part of, and I want to hear what you were going to say, Bowen, but I wonder just like to pause it, to just drop a little, little question into what you're saying, Katie. I wonder if that's because me and Joe have like mask privilege, like, mm. and you as a more femme person, like, didn't feel like you had access to to that in the same way like the same kind I, of autonomy. I, I find that people treat me differently than they treat you or like someone more feminine like do, do you know what i'm saying wild i would just also say that you and i are introverts and katie is an extrovert yeah. and so mm-hmm. like we i have such different like i that's why i relate to pointing to naomi in the screen Naomi, but that's why it's like Naomi and I will sometimes be at a party. You're better than than we've been. I am still awful, the mask, but it's like, yeah. well, her, uh, them and I will like will be like standing next to each other, being like, Haha, like we can talk to people, and like Katie's like <laughs> out and about, like able to connect with anyone. And I think it's just harder for us to connect with people, which maybe makes it a little bit of a, a vibe check. Also, seeing it from the outside. I mean, like we talked about earlier, it's like when when you are when you are literally like observing something, you see it very clearly sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think there's that the that little force diagram between the three of you is I think perfect. Where if 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 Naomi and Joe are introverted, then they can be the ones that both of them can be the ones to pull Katie in and be like, hey what's the deal or that they have something instinctually there because I feel the exact same way, not to like loop it back to me and Matt, but I feel this way about Matt. And I also identify with Katie in that I feel like trauma has taken away my instincts yeah. 90% of the time. And I do need someone to be like Matt almost every other day is like, Hey, what's going on? I think something is amiss here or mm-hmm. this is good. You know, like I think either way, Matt has been the person to like key in. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, the trauma is the learned behavior. Yeah, I, I think so. And like, yeah, like we, like all of us go back to college with each other, you know, or, or among yeah. our among our friends. It's also about knowing each other. Period. Yeah. True. Right? I mean, like it's it's literally it's sometimes it's less about this person is this and I see it clearly, and more about I understand how my friend is feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's like if if Bowen is ever dealing with someone, and I I mean I literally know how Bowen feels about someone. But but and like they might not know, but I know. Yes, you know what I yeah. mean. Like it's like it's yeah, like absolutely. we like we deal with certain people, and I just know Bowen is either not comfortable or not about the vibe or etc. And like I feel like I it doesn't even need to be said really. It's just like no. and so now I know in the next interaction it's like oh this is someone probably that we're not going to hang out with like for more than five minutes you know what i mean or like it's not <laughs> yeah. going to be someone we involve in the next thing or whatever just because you pick up on when you marinate in someone else's energy for as long as we all have i mean you you also pick that up 
there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, burritos, and quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, The possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. What are the signs in the chat? What 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 are what astrologically are we giving? Yeah, let's go. What are we giving Maybe astrologically? You bring it back. Um, we 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 all. So I'll start by saying we don't know much, but okay. we know our big three. We know enough. Okay. We don't we know, know what everything means, but we know enough about each other's to to that it all kind of makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Katie and I are both Capricorns. Okay. Uh, Joe is a Pisces. Mm-hmm. Love. Uh, Katie is rising Gemini Pisces Moon. Songwriter mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe is Taurus rising, which is what I am as well. Okay. And Joe, you have a Virgo Moon, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I have a I'm Taurus rising Gemini Moon, which is fucked. But Gemini Moon here, and everyone's yeah. like, everyone's it's like hard. red flag. I go no, but. I- 
it is hard. It's hard because you are, but it's not that you're in conflict with yourself or that you have like multiple personalities or whatever the fuck. It means that you can intake something and see the balance for what it is. You can see one perspective. You can see another. That's all it is. That's, that's what I'm convinced it is. Yeah, I yeah. I totally agree with that. I want to I I want to talk to you more about that cuz maybe you know a little bit more than I do, but Barely, barely. Well, we were not astrology people at the beginning of this podcast, and then it just started to make so much more sense. Like, for example, yeah. Bone is a Scorpio. I'm a Pisces. Oh, and like, oh my I, God. I, I'm a Pisces guess, rising, wow. Pisces cancer moon. Wow. So I'm like a oh, wet, water wet, sign, wet, yeah. sopping yeah, wet, wet water sign. Totally. Soaking wet. Yeah. Soaking so I'm, wet. <laughs> and I'm also an extrovert, which makes me like really vulnerable. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But I think that, you know, what's interesting, like I have very close relationships with Capricorns. In fact, my yes. yeah. my ex-boyfriend, Henry, who's my musical director of my show, Katie, yes. that you came to, he's a Capricorn. And I feel that it's a good creative relationship. I loved that so much because I love seeing exes perform uh, on stage together. Okay, cor- Correct me if I'm wrong. Y'all all dated each other? What the hell? Yeah, well, now we are currently dating. We um, wish, but mask for mask love. Oh, wait, before we get into culture that made me say culture was for me, etc. What's the what is the actual like relationship history here? What's the tea? What's the, the truth tea? is, yeah, what's the tea? That me and Katie dated. Katie introduced me to Joe. We started mm-hmm. the band. Katie and I, being the Capricorns that we are, <laughs> let the work overtake our lives. Uh-huh. And it became everything to us, like the band. And then oh, well. we dated for like three years and we and then we broke up three right years. after we got signed. Yeah. But they're wow. yeah, lesbian. Just think about it, lesbian. I see. I see. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Years, but and it's equal yeah, to like five hundred almost. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love so, that. But we, yeah, and then we we figured it out. We went to therapy together. We yeah. were mad at each other for a while, and then we went to therapy, and then we bonded over not liking our therapist and thinking that she was dumb. No shit. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that happened that when the is... three of us went to therapy, too. There's band therapy, right? <laughs> Wait, the three mm-hmm. of you went all together. We did. Really we went to, well, they went to therapy, the two of them, because I was like, I can't do this unless you go to therapy. It was it was a bad little while. And wow. Later on, the three of us went to band therapy, and we also hated our therapist. Yeah, and that's what. And you all could check in with each other about that too. That hierarchy. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) it doesn't read well. It's pretty toxic to uh, like consistently discard your therapist opinions. We all have our own therapists that we like. I think when we show up as a group, I think we're being very well behaved today. But I think sometimes we can we can come on really strong and real cuckoo and like a lot of intense energy. It's probably hard for a therapist to get a word in edgewise one and to like read the vibe. I think it's, they also write their own narrative when it's like, yeah, I yeah. think as opposed to like a couple, it's like, it's just like too many, to be honest, it's like three it's people shouldn't be going to therapy together. That's like how lot. could you, how could you Joe's die? Like anti polyamory. <laughs> you actually well <laughs> oh my god uh, breaking news breaking right, well, news. i want to i want to get to i want to get to but, but, the, but the last thing i want to say i have one more thing to say okay which is that it, it the thing that stuck out to me in one of your profiles i think it was the new york times one was um they were clocking how the three of you i think it was after jimmy fallon or something or after some tv appearance like all three of you like checked in with each other in such a caring way 
that the driver had to stop and be like, I'm sorry. And all my years of driving, I've never, <laughs> I've never seen people be so kind to each other. <laughs> that was the best night of our lives. That, <laughs> that car ride. We're like, yeah. we're just so, we're, the thing that is so unique about our experience is like, we're just so fucking close. And also the fact yeah. that we're a band, it's like, no one is going through this experience, but no. the three of us. Like no. our experiences are so tied to each other. And I think it's just created like hyper intimacy. Sorry, my dog, she's going. No, that's off. okay. But it's just created hyper intimacy to the point where it's like when we're on tour, like when we're not in a bus, like the three of us share a room. Like we're yeah. we're just so close. And I think I don't know. They're the only people it's like if I'm gonna if someone's telling me a secret. It's like, who am I telling that secret to? Or if, <laughs> if someone's telling me that secret, they know that I'm spilling the tea to yeah. only them. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know. Right. It, too connected. Too connected. But that's okay because I think the theme in the musicians we've had on the show, on the podcast, has been, it's so hard to navigate this. And yeah. I didn't realize that the um, solitude of it all was like a huge component of it. And, the, and that like the three of you being so close, I think, is just so so powerful anyway that's all i wanted to say Matt. and you Sorry know to cut you. sometimes like some of the solo artists that we found on like we had maren morris on and you get the mm-hmm. sense that she's like ex- obviously extremely close with her husband but that like they rely on each other in so many more ways than maybe a regular couple would because they're both in this industry and they often tour together and like you know it's like th- to have that so it almost is like being part of a, a duo act do you know what i mean because at yeah. least that person is like always right there and that is so important yeah, totally. When you do a when you do a like an art form that's really vulnerable, you know what I mean. It's not like you're out there. It's not like you're. And not to say that acting is not vulnerable, but it's not like it's not like you're you know on a soap opera together and like are checking in about how you felt about how the scene went. You know what I mean? It's like this is your real life, life experiences. Yeah. This is you know. I think there is something super like emotionally revealing about like even like what chord progressions you choose, like with like mm-hmm. the way you sing a song, like there's just like, it's like letting people in, in such a way. And so I think that that all really reads and tracks. I do want to get to the culture that made y'all say culture was for you. Let's start with Naomi. Naomi, what was the culture that made you say culture was for you? I wasn't ready to go first, but I, this is, this <laughs> you is kind of have to, to be honest. I know. Okay. I've, I've tried not to overthink it too much. I think we're all like diagnosed overthinkers. So oh, I've tried not to overthink well, it. And it's I, not going well. A core, <laughs> a, a, I know it's going poorly. Um, I, I think the, the culture that made me say culture was for me was the, the culture of burned CDs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, totally. Windows Um, Media Player. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't have like. I I grew up poor. Didn't have a computer until I was in my like early teens. Uh, Didn't understand really how you got music other than like going to the CD store and Mm -hmm. going to Tower Records and buying a CD. But. I had friends in like the fourth and fifth grade at my school who started burning me CDs. I didn't know anything <sighs> about pop music because I just didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have cable TV. I didn't have a computer. And my parents were, my mom was like not interested in pop music at all. It was like a jazz yeah. head. So I knew like mm. funk and jazz and that pretty much that's it. And like hot, movie hot. soundtracks. Um, and yeah, I like, I started to get into like pop music and like contemporary pop music of the time around that time. And 
ate like ate, opened my whole world up getting burned CDs for my friends. So shout out to all my friends who gave so, me burned like, CDs. If you That's could, cute. if you could, if you yeah. could think of a uh, like a platonic ideal of like a burned cd from that time what's on if you could say like five songs well i have like the i definitely in that i have the headphones that go back behind your ears For and behind sure. your ass. oh Absolutely. my god that, you you yeah. couldn't tell me that you weren't looking so <laughs> you tell me anything yeah um i i think it would have been um it would have been like some early destiny's child stuff For depending sure. on the, the the cd it might have been some of the the first uh, Beyonce solo album. I yeah, fucking love that love. album. It changed Amazing. my life. Um, it would have been that. It would have been like In Vogue, Brandy. Mm. I loved R and B stuff. I was R&B I was a big stuff. late nineties, early two thousands R and B person too. Yeah, I loved uh, like Aaliyah, Mariah, like mm. all that stuff. I was mm. really into, and I was also really into like grunge. And like yeah. some heavier stuff, and I also like I liked I liked Green Day, I liked like the yeah. really Green Day stuff, and I liked yeah yeah I got into like Nirvana and stuff. Like anyone who's like eleven and has a lot of feelings, I got into that stuff, and I got into emo shit too. Um, oh yeah, so kind of all, all over the place. For some reason, I thought you just said Nirvana. 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 <laughs> I was really into Nirvana. The masculine Nirvana. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To butch it up true. a little bit to feel yeah. good about it. Yeah. So that's, that's like, a balanced diet. That's a really balanced diet. It was pretty diet, balanced. Though. Yeah, it was pretty it, it was pretty balanced. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, so I went to Jennifer Lewis's star <laughs> wa- Hollywood Walk of Fame thing the other day and I sat Sick. next to Brandy. Oh my god! And I'm telling you, I was shaking. I literally, I was, I was in between Vanessa Bayer and Brandy, and I turned to Vanessa and I was like, it, "It's, it's Brandy!" Like I can't believe it. She was like, "Do you want me to like say hello to her and we can have a conversation?" <laughs> I was like, "No, I don't think I can." I, I, I was like, "You don't understand." Like Brandy is like, I mean, because like, that's like your shit. I think it's my so cute shit. that you grew up listening to R and B girls. Oh yeah, no, the, the, those were like that was like I mean. People know, like, I feel like most, like, white boys my age, like, know, like, Brandy and Monica, but they don't know Monica. You know what I mean? Like, there is such a lack of respect. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, but I, no, I really loved, and I loved the Full Moon album, like, Never Say Never, like, all that stuff. Like, I still think Have You Ever is one of the most underrated songs of all time. Oh, it's so good. That's a really hard one. And they do the Brandy riff thing. Oh, and she, okay, who's she, she's doing it with, um, is she doing it with Jasmine Sullivan in that video? I think so. There's a, there's a video where, I, I'm, I'm going to look this up. I'm back Her, to yes, yes, I've heard of this. Her and Jasmine Sullivan do, do, yeah. do this little. I think she's teaching Brandy how to do a riff up. Like there's like an uh, up riff that she's uh, teaching her, and they're I in like know. a hallway. It's one of the coolest videos ever. It's so wild. It's wow. so wild. Also, R and B singers Sullivan. call Brandy the vocal bible because oh, yeah. she, her riffs are like, and also you, you don't realize her range because her tone is so like uh-huh. effortless and specific yeah. to her. You actually don't realize her range, but like, and you know who else is like that? Tony Braxton. Tony oh Braxton's range is out of control. Like if you actually listen to what she's doing in Unbreak My Heart, she is in it's the basement nuts. of the basement. And then <laughs> she is giving you operatic so vocals at the yeah. end. Like like it's giving like all over the map. But anyway, yes. Huge. Naomi is the riffer of the band and also has the craziest range in the band. That's like the crime of Luna, honestly, is that there's not enough Naomi. It's a vocals. crime. 
It is that's crime. the crime throughout Muna. That well that's said, Katie. Crime. That's the crime. You'll be charged. Yeah, I know crime. you guys are coming on here looking for the crime. Well, you found it. <laughs> All right, literally perfect. Let's move on to Katie. Katie, what was the culture that meant you say culture was for you? Okay, well, I feel like my culture has been covered because no, initially no. I was going to say that the culture that made me realize culture was for me was children's community theater. Give, <laughs> give all details of what roles you played. Like, Oh my t- God. Okay. So, so I was in, uh, there was something called Winneka children's theater and mm-hmm. I was in, you could be in the productions between fourth and eighth grade. And there were a few of us that were, uh, Wait, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. So there were a few of us wow. that were ten show, ten showers, like that that, that did every showers. show. <laughs> that did every show. I actually don't know why I said that. They didn't call us ten showers. You but, did two you know. shows a year, and you did all five years. And I did all five years. Yeah, and I. She's bragging. Ten show. What she's saying. No, was it was I, it a, was it like a fall play in a spring musical, or was it all exactly? Musical? Yeah, well, no, okay. it was all musicals. <gasps> it was all musicals, but there was a fall and a spring, and they okay. had different. The directors like switched off. Um, and Much like Allie and Taylor. Exactly. exactly like that. <laughs> I've just been trying to recreate the, the yes, situation. Yes. Must know your roles. Yes. Can you, can you name the shows? What's the oeuvre? Yeah. Um, the first show I was in was Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Iconic. And I was in the chorus. And I just remember, um, you know, I'm a highly sensitive person, but I was so moved by musicals. <laughs> and I remember like being on stage for the the song um i think it's called close every door mm. and it's joseph when he's like imprisoned and you know i'm just feeling <laughs> like literally like the pain of the world as like uh, a fourth like, grader uh, yeah as a fourth <laughs> grader and just being so moved and so in it and like ooing and awing um i loved being in the chorus and also like the first show was very formative because um being in a community of Mm. kids that had you know this like schedule of being together you know three days during the weekday and then like this long rehearsal on the weekend and having cast bonding and just this feeling of like doing stuff together and there was this really sweet older woman who made all the costumes named ruth and like the costume and prop closet was like in the attic Mm. of this community Mm. uh, (laughs) building and it was like such a magical place and i think just having this experience of like making something with a with a group of people making friends fucking around you know like during it um i was so in love i never really got um big parts in shows because something about me is that i had like a really limited range as a singer for my childhood and adolescence when you discovered your voice because you really are such an excellent vocalist like and it's so like talk about singularity like you know Uh, it's muna when you hear it so i wanted to know like when did you discover your voice yeah i mean i was a songwriter starting in fifth grade i got i started playing guitar um and i i think i knew i mean i knew i loved singing um i liked expressing myself that way but I had this feeling that there was something wrong with my voice because I couldn't, I couldn't sing the songs that were written for women in musical theater. Like my mm. range just wasn't there. And I found out later after I went to college that I had uh, vocal nodules for oh. like a lot of growing up that wow. was affecting my range. Um, so 
there was this feeling of, I think in a way that's part of what got me into songwriting because I could write for, for my voice. range and right. I could sing through a whole song versus like just being embarrassed and limited by not being able to actually, you know, sing like, you know, parts in, I remember like we were doing Peter Pan one year and like, I, of course it's like, you want to be Wendy, but I was mm -hmm. like, I think I got cast as Tiger Lily. Cause I could, I just couldn't uh -huh. sing the songs. Um, yeah. Colorblind uh, casting at the time. I know, I know. <laughs> oh God, especially we at that time, it was happening nationwide. We yeah, to be uh, sure and I will be apologizing for that. Uh, no, you no, like no. Rooney Mara are a Tiger Lily type. <laughs> she did it in the movie. <laughs> Everyone's thinking this, yeah. But I was like, I would get. Um, I was often uh, this made-up role captain of the dance troupe. Um, mm. because they like, lo they loved me and they wanted me to like keep being a part of it, but they, you know, were trying to like make up for not giving me real parts, you know? So I was, uh, I was captain of the dance troupe a lot. I see. Um, and I wow. liked it. I was pulling the choreography, you know? There we go. Well, that, that position needs to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Dance captain is a thing, but I also, I also think it is so valuable for people to be in chorus. I was always mm -hmm. in chorus. Mm -hmm. always in chorus Loved was it. never given like a real part until wow. senior year anything goes where um the i've told the story a million times but the musical theater director at our school was this like toxic woman and she <laughs> um i i had like burned that bridge junior year and then she like begged me to come back to do anything goes because there were the two the two chinese stowaways and she was not going to cast a white person in that. Uh -huh. and it was like i did her a favor but anyway this is all to oh, say that my like God. chorus being in being in chorus is truly some of the most um, some of the most useful, formative, artistic experiences that anyone can have, I think. Truly. I love that. I would also say sexy times as well. Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. then you were backstage having fun. What, yeah, the, the, the people with the big roles were not having fun the way we were having fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I actually, the, it's, it's a lie that I never did any shows. When I was in seventh, sixth grade, I did Peter Pan. And um. I was like in the, I was one of the pirates. I was in the, the ensemble. And I remember like, like I loved the rehearsal process because it was just everyone fucking around. Mm. Like I remember I was friends <laughs> yeah. with these two girls and I remember it was like the hell week. It was like the week before the show was going to go on. And one of these girls who I had always been messing around with and whatever, always having fun turned to me and said, some of us take this really seriously. <laughs> and if you're not going to take this seriously, then maybe you shouldn't be in the show at all. <laughs> yes. And, I, and her name is Alicia and I never forgot it. It made me feel so bad. She turned on me so fast and I don't know. Now I'm a professional actor and I don't know where exactly. she is. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, but iconic. All right, Joe, what was the culture that made you say culture was for you? So the thing that has been hard for me figuring this out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what I'm, uh, well, Naomi pitched me a few things, but I realized the thing that was hard for me when making this decision was um, being gay. Uh -huh. And yeah. thinking it's like, is the culture for me the first time I'm like, Oh my God, because it's like the way you remember things or it's either like something really made me interested in, you know, something. And it's like a certain things really made me interested in uh, women specifically, but <laughs> I'm not going down that rabbit hole. But that's what was so confusing was like, that was such a formative experience. But they are tied. I'm just gay. Um, <laughs> oh, they definitely are tied. And mine is still gay, but it's a different kind of gay, not corny, okay. but mask. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so th they're not going to guess what I did. I, 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 this one got pulled out of my ass. 
but I was really into the Muppets as a Love kid. And there's an episode of the Muppets where Alice Cooper is <gasps> playing guitar and he, he performs schools out, uh, you know, for summer. And I saw that. And I was like, well, I guess I'm doing that now. Uh, but wow. it, it, there's like it's a specific halloween episode and i was fucking obsessed with it and it made me well i always wanted to be like a musician but seeing that specifically was like well i'm doing this and i'm gonna be performing with the muppets so yeah, yeah. i would love to perform history. with the muppets i love oh, them. we would make it if we Listen. did that like it would be over Listen, all Muppets. I, I love that. This is such a great specific answer. That did you can can you index this moment with Alice Cooper? Like, have you did it? Did it get unlocked for you recently, or have you always like gone back to that moment, being like, "Wow, what a fucking amazing oh, realization!" It's, it's for always me. been a part of my. Uh, you know, I have certain things. I'm obviously like a record on repeat, and this is one of the this is one of the tracks. But it was yeah. a track that I didn't initially think of when I was talking to them about this they pitched me uh, a few other ones which are obviously important but uh this i i had to do something yeah out of it is day. so funny to think about alice cooper guesting on the muppets i know like, and like and like also like sesame street <laughs> cameos like it was so funny like so dave mazzoni and i host this show called game show and we do this thing called celebrity essences and one of our clues that we were going to use I I don't I forget for who for what celebrity was it was a um, a guest a, like a celebrity guest cameo on Sesame Street and there was this photo of Kim Cattrall on <laughs> Sesame Street and like in the Sex and the City era and I'm like how, if you were a child watching this with your dad or your mom like and you turn to them and you're like who's that like how do you explain how kim cattrall is famous enough to go there and what is she saying to oscar the grouch you know what i mean like oh like she's saying you yeah in the, the you're, in the, you're in the garbage can like, I, don't, I don't know what exactly the in is for kim you're cattrall on Destiny street but she certainly was on the show it's one of my favorite you're pictures like her like talking to oscar the grouch or like elmo whoever the fuck it is cookie monster <laughs> Well, I know a thing or two about being insatiable. The Muppets don't give a fuck. The Muppets will will the Muppets will sing with that is that is what's beautiful about the Muppets is that they will sing with Alice Cooper. They will yeah. sing with Gaga and <laughs> a Thanksgiving special. Yeah, you know, I it's love like, that. They but they elevate it like like any. Sudi was saying this. My friend, our friend Sudi Green was saying. You put the Muppets with anything in entertainment and it automatically elevates it because you're yeah, like, it oh, works. wow, it's the Muppets. High Everyone art. loves the Muppets. It's, it's, it's high art because you're like, it's funny. It's cute. It's for everybody. Like there's something so special and singular about the Muppets that you can't replicate within any it's other universal. thing. The Muppets yeah. are universal. It's rule of culture number 44. <laughs> The Muppets, the Muppets are, universal. are universal, and we and we should say rule of culture number seventy five. Naomi, we, we can't forget Naomi's contribution, which is podcasts or books. Podcasts are reading. <laughs> podcasts are so are rule of culture number what seventy four. Seventy five. Podcasts, podcasts are, are reading. reading. Thank you. <laughs> say that. Um, so say I would that. say, can we just can we just briefly say we'll start with you, Joe? Who is the most iconic Muppet or Sesame Street character? Like who is who is the girl? I have the girl. The the thing, the thing that I'm going to say is not going to be someone that I know the name of. Uh, Describe. Okay, so the girl is, there is a skit in the Muppets. Uh, there are two episodes of the Muppets that live rent-free in my body and soul. The <laughs> oh, um, no, one's the Alice Cooper is. episode, and the other one's the Vincent Price episode. And it's a Halloween <laughs> oh. episode. 
it is um there's a monster muppet with a smaller muppet singing you're under my skin <laughs> and is eating the smaller muppet and it is <gasps> both of those muppets combined that are the girls for me oh it my god i don't know this horrifying oh it's crazy is it is I it the big muppet that's like what's his name I it's the big no. It's the big yellow. It's not Snuffleupagus. It's, it's like the big yellow one. I know the big yellow one. I don't think it's Snuffleupagus. I don't think he's part of like the original cast. I think he's not he a serious is. regular. No, no, he's a Halloween. <laughs> he's a Halloween regular. Oh, okay. Like if you want to okay. get your your shit rocked, he's on the show. Fe- uh, yeah. Featured, featured performer. Yeah, he's a, he's a featured performer. Yes, <laughs> Joe. I I found I found them. I found their names. Do you want to know? Yeah, something. Okay. So they were both. Uh, this was the Vincent Price episode. The Vincent Price episode was the first season, but it's Behemoth is the big yellow one, oh. and the smaller one is Shaky Sanchez. Oh, poor Shaky! Right now, <laughs> I'm just Shaky thinking honestly, Sanchez. Behemoth. Like I was there. I I had reoccurring dreams about the Muppets. Like they really, they really do belong inside of my brain. And uh-huh. he, he really did a number on me. Let me just say that. Okay. Like if I think about him too much, I'm gonna have a night terror tonight. I'm it's gonna be waking up funny. in a cold sweat. I too, yeah, yeah I cold too, sweat one of sure. my most formative nightmares was that Behemoth took me and put me in the oven, and my mom like couldn't see it. Like she was like in the kitchen, like, and I couldn't Dude, get her attention. But she, I but had Behemoth, a similar dream. Really? I'm not even fucking with you. Or I was in an elevator, and there he was in the elevator, and my <laughs> mom is with me. And I'm yelling at my mom, but she can't hear me. Yep. Can't he couldn't hear me? Well, and we need to do therapy together. In the oven. Wow, <laughs> duo therapy. Over yeah, duo therapy. To together. Dissect it. Period. Um, that's the Pisces connection. There's something yeah. there. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wow. Okay. Mommy now, what about what about for y'all, Katie? Who's the top Muppet? I think the Muppet I love the most, and I didn't I didn't interact with the Muppets that much, but the one that I you have, should consider interacting more. I know I should <laughs> consider interacting more. Um. <laughs> The one that I have an affinity for off the top would be Gonzo. Gonzo is comedy genius. Well, have you seen Muppets Muppets from Space or Muppets in Space? Of course. Movie Muppets in Space. I honestly don't think I have. I think I've seen What have you been doing? They opened well. The, first of all, the the movie is amazing. It's about Gonzo finding out where he's from, and it, he's oh. basically from the planet that Parliament is from. The oh. the movie opens with them performing. The, all the Muppets are performing Brick House. So Gonzo is <laughs> an Afro. It's <laughs> the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah, Gonzo Gonzo's is Afro cater- yes. No, Gonzo is black. <laughs> Gonzo is black. Period. Gonzo's black Period. culture. He's claimed by that movie. Rewatch it. The the opening montage of them cleaning their house that they all live in to brick house is amazing. Wow. Oh my god. Gonzo, Gonzo having Parliament and like Sun Ra energy. It's That's Sun Ra. Iconic. Yeah. Rocket number okay. nine. Okay, Naomi. 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 Top Muppet. <laughs> um. Okay. I want to say this is this is real hard. Um. I I it's a tie for me. It's a tie mm-hmm. for me. Okay. It's a tie okay. between. Uh, the King Prawn. Oh, yeah. prawn. oh my god! Wow, the King Prawn. Oh, who has a line in that movie saying that he's not a shrimp; he's a King Prawn, and it's like his hero <laughs> line. Um, and uh, and uh, Ralph the dog, the big dog. Yeah, he's sweet. Ralph. He's really sweet. I thought so you were gonna sweet. say Ralph, Joe. No, I mean like I. Ralph is sweet. Is so because to Google Ralph. Right this now? is all my subconscious. It's the other <laughs> yeah. guy. Yeah, he, I guess too much a part of me, but Ralph. Well, I oh. also like I want to say about Joe and the Muppets is like in general, I do feel like there's something really historically 
important. I'm waiting for this. <laughs> with Joe and like um being afraid costumes and like alter egos. Like when I met Joe in college, like one of the first Halloweens, they were dressed up as um like some type of golden parrot bird, like in like a full onesie with like a like a bird mask. Joe had and a Comedia del Arte mask. Yeah. And I wore a figure skating onesie. Yeah. I will say, I, I would say anything that is like freak core uh, that I coined recently. Yeah. Uh, I have a copyright. Uh, I feel, <laughs> I feel akin to little monster esque. <laughs> yeah. Send them, uh, I sent her this um, video. You guys know the musician, Oliver Sim. Uh, yeah, he's a, he was in XX, and um, he has a music video from his new record. I think the record is is great, and the song is called "Romance with a Memory," and like it's a bunch of like people in kind of different whimsical monster costumes. And I saw it, and I was like, "This is Josette." Well, that's uh, why I love drag so much. I didn't know yeah. I would love drag so much until like I started really watching Drag Race, and I saw that people were like being absolute freaks. Yeah, and like that, that's really what, what I feel it is. The most it's, a, it's an to. excuse yeah. to be your freakish <laughs> self. I would love, to, I would love to, I would do anything. I, I would do bio drag, and I would do. I obviously I love to king. Mm-hmm. King is my yeah, you, you would do both. You would you would do king and 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 uh, afab. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Your hand gestures are very like bio I'm drag not, today. To be honest, I'm I'm in the zone. Yeah, uh-huh, catch me in uh-huh. a few hours. I'll be more upset and mask. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my okay. favorite my favorite Muppet is Miss Picky. I mean, it's just period. Uh, I mean, she's a comedic genius. When when she says "Hi," it's the funniest thing anyone could ever do. <laughs> she is a diva. I mean, she's a gay icon. I do believe she's a gay woman. She's a gay um, woman. When she tells Michael Caine in Muppet Christmas Carol to leave at the end, she goes, <laughs> "No, be leaving at once." And <laughs> she's so authoritative. <laughs> uh, she is in charge and i will say whenever her show gets foiled i'm always upset <laughs> i'm always like whenever like the sh- the big show she's gonna put on like gets destroyed by the idiot muppets i'm always like why won't you let this woman perform like please please <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. i also have a soft spot for um Oh my God, Waldorf and Statler. Statler, oh, oh my God. Statler and Waldorf, like because there's a there's a moment in the Who Muppets three. They're gay. There's a mu- are there's these a the moment, old guys? Yeah, yes. the old guys. I, a, were, I was gonna say them. They're yeah. iconic. Naomi and and there's a moment honest. in um, yeah. the Muppets 3D <laughs> attraction at Disney's Hollywood Studios where the show is ending. And they go, and this is what I loved about the Muppets. Like whenever it would break the fourth wall and be like self-referential and stupid, I loved it. So whenever, like, they're like, "Hey, we gotta get out of here," and the other one goes, "We can't go anywhere. We're bolted to the seats." <laughs> and they're just <laughs> laughing about how they're puppets and they're in a theme park. Like, I think they are bolted to the seats. I remember leaving as a child, being like, "Like my, the, like it's like that gif of the woman with the numbers." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like they know they're aware yeah. of the fact that they're bolted to the seats. Like Magic. this is like something Real to my brain. High- this is like existential high, high postmodern art. Like it's, this is oh, yeah. re- this should be a museum. Yeah, it's Magritte. It's Magritte, it's Magritte surreal. It's Magritte surreal. <laughs> Bowen, who's the top Muppet? And then we'll do. I don't think so, honey. It's Beaker down. Beaker, Beaker. Oh, down. Down. Beaker. I love Beaker. He, Beaker really, really is a, a dumb bottom. Touching me. Beaker is a dumb bottom, but Beaker just wants to help. Yeah, yeah but can't. But can't do it. But he <laughs> no. he com- he communicates and emotes so much with no words. It's so, it's so it's so iconic. 
I feel I like Beaker sometimes. I feel like you're the doc. You're I'm the Bunsen, doctor. I'm Bunsen. You're Bunsen and I'm Beaker. <laughs> Bunsen is a legend too. Bunsen is a legend. I mean, women, uh, man, and men in STEM. Men in STEM. <laughs> We need more men in STEM. We need more we men, need in STEM. men in STEM. It's really culture number 99. Bunsen, Bunsen said, said men, men in STEM. STEM. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, it's Bowen, and I want to introduce you to the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Yes, it's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients, great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself the slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. With new menu options like Cantina Chicken Tacos, Burritos, and Quesadillas, there's something for everyone. And Taco Bell isn't just for a late night. With this new Cantina Chicken Menu, the possibilities are, well, endless. Try the new Cantina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell now. Now, I said. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, well, it is time to do I Don't Think So, Honey. This is a 60-second segment that we do on this podcast weekly, where we take exactly 60 seconds, as is the sort of, you know, what I, what I just said, as is custom, and we rail against something in culture that's just getting to us a little bit. We had to exercise demons about it. I do have something, Bo. I alluded okay, to it. Okay, amazing. Top. Okay, 
this is amazing. Um, we we know what it is, but I think we're still going to be blown away. This is Matt yeah, Rogers. I, think so. I don't think Sony's time starts now. I don't think so, honey. No art pop in the set list of Chromatica Ball because here's the uh-huh. thing: you have to at least nod to every era. I am yeah. famously one of Lady Gaga's fans who does not like Just Dance. For me personally, I think we've heard Just Dance enough. Amazing. I think I would have loved to hear just something out of left field. You know what I mean? Like you're back on stage for a while. Just give us like Donatella. Give us G U Y. You know what I mean? I honestly think yes. Venus would fit in with the environment of the Chromatica ball. I believe that Absolutely. Venus as a planet is sort of nearby Chromatica as a planet. I seconds. think that just a hop, skip, and a jump away. I just feel that Applause is an underrated song, and I think people yes. were ready to jump on Lady Gaga about Applause because it like wasn't born this way, which, what does that even mean? Again, I would even rather Applause instead of born seconds. this way. I understand and I almost, I don't think so, honey, myself for saying that because I understand the need to have born this way because it's sort of in the fabric of Lady Gaga DNA, but like, I don't know. It's Chromatica. It's a different planet. It's an alternate Lady Gaga. Maybe we have Donatella instead of all these other songs. I just don't think so, honey. I need applause. I know Lady Gaga forgot applause, but I need, I I mean, art pop rather. I need art pop. That's one minute, you know, and I didn't realize she also doesn't have any Joanne in the set list. Oh, wow. Which is, you know, where do come you on. think you're going? I mean, like, and maybe we should w- come on. Like, you're you're going to do like an acoustic part and you're going to do Always Remember This This Way. I understand that. I like Always Remember Us This Way, but maybe we could have had Grigio Girls there. Can you imagine? Like, she's like Grigio Girls, like with all her fans there after all these Amazing. years. Like, we would be screaming. Like, I, I just think there's some erasure of, yes, Joanne, but really Art Pop. And Art Pop was an important experimental Chromatica-esque era. Speaking of Sun Ra, Venus is sampling Sun Ra, like, and and it's inspired by Sun Ra Rocket Number Nine. It's she's uh, she really did herself dirty on that one. I just feel like there there was an opportunity there to have a little bit more art pop, especially in this like brutalist like sort of like. Yeah, I feel like the aesthetics very much lend themselves to art pop. I love the fact that she's describing the set as brutalist. I love that it is brutalist. Brutalism is something that I love. We recently were what, what was that hotel we were staying at? The, um, not not the Soul Cycle Hotel, the Equinox Hotel. Equinox, and we described it the, it as brutalist, and that really made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Brutalism is in. I just think I, love, I love describing things as brutalist. It's so Amazing. harsh. <laughs> we we love Venus. We Venus say Venus. Is, I would love to all see the time. Mona do Venus. Come on now, Maybe that would go hard. Do it. What Lady Gaga cover would Muna do? Holy shit. Um, I feel like we would do uh, probably something. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like stupid love is up our alley. Yeah. (laughs) That kind of like pulsey bass is very Muna vibes. Um, uh, I don't know. I, uh, that's hard. We should just say that, um, Joel sent us the demo for sometimes for your covers, for y'all's covers. Sometimes we heard it in the car. I was in LA and we both like, Oh no, we were at, um, we were at the mall. We were leaving the mall. We were leaving no, the mall. No, we were in the mall. We were in the mall. I, I will never forget that memory, you guys. Like, truly, like, has stopped me in my tracks. I was like, this has it's to so be in the good. movie. And we it didn't even talk about it. We, we have to talk about it now. Like, wait, that, that, you guys made the movie so much better. It's so really cool that we have made something together, you know? Ah! It's so cool. Period. And, Say like, that. I think that, you know, that's so beautiful, like, being able to contribute a song like to this moment where y'all have already contributed like this raw emotion and then the song can just elevate that and like guide mm. people, you know, to this emotional climax. I mean, it was such a joy. 
We, mm-hmm. we we worked our little butts off to get that in the deck. Yeah, we I did. Know. It, was, it, so it was down to the dang wire, baby, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. We doing know it. it was a lot, but yeah. it's so worth it. Yeah. I was saying a prayer people, every night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we and we prayed too, trust. Um I know people are upset that we cut the bridge. I know people I have to acknowledge no, that because people the, are gonna be hearing this. I know. The bridge does yeah. not work for Muna. The, the bridge does not work for the Muna sometimes. The chords are too kind of twee for our like version, I think. We really are very of the time. We did change yeah. the style of the song a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe we could wor- have worked that out if we if on a, a different time. Scale. It works. The girls are it saying works no. phenomenally it works. in the OG version. The bridge is great. We love it in the OG version. I just don't think it. I don't know. For me, it didn't work. Well, for that ours. was when pop music was a little bit more musical theater. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was more changes. like it was more like yeah. you know that it was just it. It was more. It just worked for Britney in 1999 in a way that was yeah. not going to work for this moment that mm-hmm, we yeah. needed also it's just like you know it really it, it really feels like musically it would have gone to a totally different place and like mm-hmm. changed the meaning whereas yeah. rap, it's it's actually quite simple you know what i mean it's like it, it, like the lyrics are 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 they hold up without the, the that exactly. in the bridge it yeah. really exactly. is yeah i and my, I love singing like the lyrics. Yeah. Of song. I was like, uh, I've never really, I, I don't know if I've ever sang a song like this. That's telling this specific story where it's like, I am interested in you, but I like take time to open up and I'm like fragile and not necessarily available, but you have to believe that I can be. It was mm. like, like, this is just so specific and special and really touching. Like I felt really emotional singing it. It is a specific yeah. like perspe- like point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess hasn't really been represented in, in a lot of pop songs. It's a bit no. Christian. It's a bit. Yeah, it's a bit Christian. Christian. It's a bit Christian. <laughs> it's a bit avoidant. It's just a bit avoidant. <laughs> but it's a bit avoidant too. Yeah. Attachment style. The the attachment style is not represented in in pop songs. But we I, made I'm, some we made some co- compilation Muna playlists of like different attachment styles. Wow. Yeah, which I think is funny. I love that. Yeah. I love and, it. Well, I will say that anyone who is who is taking issue with the bridge not being included, get over it because <laughs> guess what? I sing the bridge in the fucking movie and <laughs> yeah. that'll do. That'll do just fine. Bone Yang's version. Boom. Justice. <laughs> Bowen's wow. version. Bowen's version. Okay. Speaking wow. of Bowen's version, this is Bowen's version of his I Don't Think So Honey Today. Bowen, are you ready? Do you have thoughts and feelings? I have today? thoughts. I have thoughts and and I'm I'm sorry this episode has been all about siblinghood and sisterhood. I just I'm gonna come after my sister. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I already know what this is. Go ahead. Uh, Bowen Young's I don't think so honey time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Matt Rogers complimenting Ramona Singer in a restaurant this past weekend saying I'm a big (laughs) fan and her going oh thank you so much that's so sweet why would you validate someone like that why would you ever give a monstrous person such as Ramona Singer herself this kind of good vibe she does not deserve it she is a pit of despair she is a black hole the the light will go nowhere you are it is a bottomless container matt it is there's there's there is no output for this she will not convert that light into anything worthwhile into the world okay she's a horrible person (laughs) i can't believe you said hello to her that you were nice to her i i have lost 
a little bit of respect for you. I will, oh, you, okay. you, you will gain it back. You will gain it back. Sure I, I, have, I have no doubt Five you will seconds. gain it back. But in this moment, I have lost a little bit of respect for Matt Rogers. And I hate it when that happens. And that's one so minute. Right. Sort of reminds me of the time that Donald Trump was leaving his after party for SNL and Bowen Yang said, great show tonight. Sort of reminds me of that. Sort of reminds me when Bowen yeah. said, when, when Bowen Yang complimented Donald Trump on his comedy. Um, and, I've, sort of I've owned up to, and then I've owned to up to that story. of our time, Ivanka Trump, and said, congratulations, and patted his belly to signify congratulations on her pregnancy. I have owned up to this moment. It is the most shameful you moment of my life. And to come after me for, <laughs> for, for saying two words, big fan you, to Ramona Singer, who I was shocked to see at a restaurant in Sag Harbor. To even compare oh, the two of us, there? you are filth. Disgusting. You really are disgusting. You're filth. You're in Yuppie Central. Fucking <laughs> oh, you wished you were in Yuppie Central. Cheerio <laughs> to you. Oh my God, I'm in London. Cheerio. cheerio. Is it okay, possible that anyway. both of these situations are classic <laughs> cases of dissociation? I think so. I was. I was. I, can I tell you guys? I was. It was my birthday. I would. This was 2015. <laughs> it was Sudi's first uh, year at SNL. And I was just like happy to be there. I was wasted off my ass. And, and literally Trump walks by and I go, great show tonight. And then no. he goes, thank you. He looked him in the eyes and he said, hey, I just wanted to tell you that I thought you really surprised me tonight. The way that you embodied the characters I thought was incredible. And but I did. I look forward I, to voting for you in November. <laughs> this, is, this is the equivalent of me like telling Hitler, like, I love your paintings, you know, like, I, yeah, it's, it's shameful. Like that. <laughs> I, I am, and I, I I currently am. It's, it's, I've never I've not been able to live past it. I just can't believe you would set me up in such a way to 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 attack me for saying the words "big fan" to Ramona Singer. By the way, this reminds me. I did want to do an I don't think so, honey, on Dorinda, who continues to destroy any goodwill that she had on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip season two. It is so insane. To it's watch. bad. It's bad. All right, um, but Let's I think we we've, we've, we've both done dark things, as we all have as human beings. <laughs> <laughs> let's move on <laughs> should um, we do the same order no we're gonna switch it up no. because switch it up. The, because the, because naomi went first already so now joe's gonna go first joe's going first let's go oh, no. no naomi was like saying that they wanted me to do this in a way it's like should naomi pick what i'm gonna talk about well there's yeah. one I, do you there's pick? one i basically feel because of our conversation the other day that, but I which, which which one is it what, I, I, wh okay do the one you feel, Jojo. Do the one you feel. Do the one you feel in your heart. On your heart. Always do the, the one you feel in your heart. That's the rule. That's a rule of culture number four. Always okay, okay. do the one you feel in your heart. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is this Jojo is... Maskins. I don't think so, honey. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Motherfucking liars. I don't want to go to a fucking <laughs> hotel in New York City <gasps> and be told it is two queen beds. When you're telling, and we, we're going in, thinking we're going to share a bed. No, these are two full fucking beds. You think uh -uh. my no. big ass and Naomi's big ass are going to share a bed in a full bed and say, yes, we like this. Then we go Fuck. downstairs. They say that, no, this is a fucking <laughs> queen bed. No, it isn't. We're getting a tape measure and we Liars. are measuring this bed. And let me just tell you, every situation that you're going to come in here and tell me something is the way that it is. And it's a fucking lie. I don't <laughs> think so, honey. I don't fucking think so, honey. No. I, I actually, can, I can end there. In a way, I could end there. I don't even need to say anything else. 
And Period. that's 45 seconds. Don't lie to me. And you know what? <laughs> this happened to me the other day. I, I, I will I, come with you. I will come for you. Yeah, yeah 100%. Especially back. when you get the tape measure out. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, yes, bitch. It was dumb energy. Joe was pacing back and forth in our hotel like, we're going to get a tape measure in here. These are not queen beds. I can't stand it when people lie to me. <laughs> I can't. I don't want. I want my money back. I want my money back. Well, if you're you, hello. This, it's yes. a difference in the price. Like the double oh queen is different than a double full. And we're sharing beds. Like that is a real thing. We do share beds when we're in hotels. We're we're not we we're not too bougie for that at this point. We are sharing beds in hotel rooms, and they were small. Mm. The worst. The worst. I would have shared the floor with you, Jojo. Oh. I don't want to. I love you. I <laughs> don't want to. I know. I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> I am cool and a queen. I don't even want to share a full with my girlfriend. I want enough room to be able to exhale and not yeah. inhale your inside they of your say mouth. this, and yet you put a, a dog bigger than a human in your in your bed with you and your girlfriend. That's different. Don't, That's different. Don't That's so get different, me started. Katie. I agree, Bowen. It is different. And Katie, <laughs> don't you dare come for me right now. You know what? This makes me want to put you on the spot. Are you ready, Katie? Oh goodness. Yeah. Okay. Katie's so serious. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> Katie like, it's, it's truly a huge left turn. Okay, here we go. This is this is Katie's <sighs> I don't think so, honey. Your time starts now. Okay. I don't think so, honey. Uh babies having only two parents. Of course we do. Oh. Enough parents to have <laughs> yeah. a village. Uh, humans have been around for thousands and thousands of years, mm -hmm. been raising babies. And do we have any examples from this time where two parents was enough to do mm. the job to raise a baby? Do we no. have examples of this? Specifically, there's something toxic in the, in the culture that we're growing up in now where we're in the nuclear families, we're isolated in our little homes. Uh, and it, more and more is falling on the two people. I would like to say that uh, 15. really there shouldn't be babies that have uh, any less than, I would say, eight was, parents. I think yeah. maybe one eighth of the responsibility Five for seconds. raising a child is the appropriate amount of responsibility where we have a chance of actually doing it right. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. Incredible. Now, I want to ask a question to Joe, which is, Joe, do you support Polly, Amory? <laughs> when it comes to raising a co-parenting a child. Well, what is the relationship between me and the other parents? <laughs> like <laughs> it's me and Katie's Explicitly example, sexual. All, all, eight the, all eight of the parents are fucking every day and it's, <laughs> and it's not compulsory. It's non-stop. And it's non hashtag messy. <laughs> then if it's messy, I'm fine. If it's, okay. if yeah, it has to For be the good of the baby. As, it has to be as traumatizing as possible. For no. someone to exist right now. Well, if you're giving me this scenario. I'm really, this is a long-term scheme for yeah. me to get involved in when they're raising babies. Uh, I mean, yeah. you and I eggs. have to say, stay out of my eggs. I, I am not having a baby. You have the baby, bitch. You might have, well, I will if you'll raise it with me. How about that, I, bitch? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They're really racked up about this one. Wow. I don't know. I'm not ready. <laughs> Stop That's pressuring me. You have, to get, you have to get eight people on board on the same I'm, page. That I'm sounds really tough. not you ready. Have to, like, a, like a damn a literal parent teacher, parent teacher conference. Do you guys think eight is too much? I feel no. like. Yes. What do you think no. is the perfect no. number? Eight, eight is might too, be much. too much. I can't get along with eight other, seven other people. 
four, six, 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 six. us and partners, six, I would do. Six is good. I, you know, okay. Matt and I were, Matt and I were in improv, we're in comedy groups with eight people and it felt like, you know, the, 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 the work was our baby and it worked. Yeah. And never yeah. once were we all on the same page. <laughs> that's my that's so my team. I'm against I'm against group. <laughs> I'm against group. <laughs> I might be I don't I feel like it could get really complicated. Sure. Okay. Katie, uh, here's here's what I think. Everyone has been dying to know what I think. Yes. Um <laughs> burning. Uh so okay. Raising a baby? Sure. Eight people. Why not? You pass it around. Everything that you need to do with the baby is pretty simple. It's like keep it alive. Yeah. Like and keep I don't it know safe. You guys. But when you're starting to talk about whether or not the kid should, maybe someone is going to be like, I think this kid should be homeschooled. I think the kid should go to this school. You're talking about preschools, especially in LA. It's going to get real messy real quick. No one's going to agree. Have you ever heard of of, of anarchy? You ever heard of group decision-making voting? This kid's going to be fucked up. (laughs) The kid is is going to have a very diversified (laughs) lifestyle. Why can't you just have the baby and I'll help you out sometimes? You know what I mean? Like, why? Babysit. 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 It's called Babysitters, hon. Yeah, it's called Babysitters Club. There was a whole TV show about it. Fucking Google. (laughs) Erasure. Erasure. All right. Naomi, are you ready? Yeah, we'll try it. Go off. All right. This is Naomi's. I don't think so, honey. Their time starts now. Okay. I don't think so, honey. The birds that sing at night. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) There is a tree close to my girlfriend's house. And Uh. I have deduced that one of these tiny little birds lives in that tree. These birds are uh, uh, very accomplished mimics. They have a full repertoire of car alarms, sounds they oh, hear all day, Muna all album. this stuff, and they, <laughs> and they are they are they they are rehearsing for a, I'm assuming a, a mate all uh-huh. night long from mm, four in the morning maybe until eight, and this used to only be happening in the spring. You can give them a pass for the spring. It's their time. They're trying to find a partner. I get it. If you're singing all night, six months out of the year, I have a huge fucking problem Five with seconds. that. Yeah. It is very shrill. It's all the different car alarms in the neighborhood. We've all heard mm-hmm. them. You know them. You hate them. The birds who sing at night. I don't think so, honey. Birds who sing at night. I, I'm sorry. I have Period. a rebuttal. I have a That's rebuttal. minute. Go. What if you were that horny? Like, what if you were so <laughs> I've been, horny? I've been that horny. I'm speak. not up, up all well, night maybe you were screaming singing. around. <laughs> Well, they do all that. They're rehearsing for the apocalypse. Let me let me tell you, they're actually they're actually artists. And number one, you are actually you're 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 bashing their art. No, no. They're singing every night, six months out of the year. They belong in Vegas, not outside of Naomi's girlfriend's house. <laughs> no, I've had enough. Well, I've had enough. I think the issue is actually goes back to the first thing that we talked about. It's like we need more queer representation and are you saying this bird different is queer? kinds of Yeah, the bird is queer. <laughs> well, if it's outside, if it's if it's singing outside of your window in Echo Park, I would say he just needs to perform. It's like it's yeah, so he needs to perform so his in his body yeah. yeah i mean maybe i am being a bit queerphobic 
I think it's queerphobic. <laughs> it's queer for the birds to know the car alarm and for you to shout them down in such a way is in word queerphobic. Well, or at least hornyphobic. Speaking of speaking of singing and vocalizing, when Katie came to my Christmas show, she said <gasps> something that shook me to my absolute core. And it's something that came from me, and I know what it is. <gasps> you, oh, believe I have, you believe pitch? I have perfect pitch? Okay, I, I'll say this. There were a few episodes that I had listened to back to back where you were singing the song that you were referencing exactly in the key that it is in. So I have to think as a person who has this affliction, this disease, oh, it's like synesthesia yeah. that it's a disease. It's, it's right. very hard. It's really hard um, <laughs> to have to have perfect pitch. It's really hard. So I listened to those two episodes and I thought that you had perfect pitch. I... I don't. I, I think you have very good relative pitch now. Uh, thank you that for saying that. So, so bring me back down to earth because I know I don't have perfect pitch. I, I know have very good relative pitch, though. Here. And you know who constantly yells at me about "quote unquote" changing the keys is Bowen Yang. I'm not changing the keys ever. You do it all the time. I do not. Roll the tape. Roll the tape. <laughs> Roll the tape. Do you okay. think you could uh, sing a C? Like if you if you practice I don't, a little I don't, bit? I don't know. I can oh! sing an A. <laughs> oh, and you can sing an A? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Let's ready? Get, okay. No, you can't. <laughs> You're pretty no. close, yeah. You're pretty close. Mammy, sing an A. Katie, just play it. I just play I it, need to. Play that it again. The, roll, roll the tape. Okay. Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, baby. Yeah! We finished that doing so, a quick vocal, vocal exercise. Wait, you know what that is? No, it's yes. not. <laughs> no, but Beautiful. the groo note is groo. Yeah. Which is what? different. Katie uh, estimate that. That's the five of A. So do you all have do, you're doing pitch? amazing so grace. No. When you know when you know the key. <laughs> I, I hear everything in Solfege. Oh my God! Oh, Soul affliction. Yeah. Do Soul. re mi, do re mi fa. Okay, what anyway. is it? Oh, oh God. Do I re used mi to, fa. I, I used to think <laughs> that solfege was just the note. I was like, do is just another word for C. So, well, that's but that's, you're moving it around, and I'm like, yeah. that's not do. No, it's different not. philosophies. Right. Actually, no, no, no. Well, it's as we sort of tumble into musical talk, we will tell all the readers out there that if you haven't streamed Muna's new album, Muna. You're an absolute fool, a flop. It's ridiculous <laughs> that you're even listening to this. It's like, who are you? You have to listen to you? Muna literally right now. Um, best band in the universe, our faves. We literally have looked forward to this for such a long time. We love you. We love you so much. Thank you, you so you much for coming on. Thank yes, you all. It was an honor. honor. So and freaking much. We talked about the Muppets. We established who has perfect pitch and who has relative pitch. <laughs> we established so much. We talked to musical theater as youngins. We went into it. We got through it. We fucking bathed talked about in friendship. it. Snorted it. Fucked it. We talked about friendship. Yeah, Hell we yeah. got pretty deep. We got pretty deep. We got a perfect deep. episode, I would say. A perfect episode. Mm. And we end every episode with a song. <laughs> I'm the kind oh, of girl. I'm the kind, the kind of girl who thinks I'm Wow. Wow. The chicks. It's giving the chicks. It's giving I'm the seeing chicks. them. Oh, oh they're the best. That's fun. End of the month. Oh, I'm jealous. Until I hope then. We'll hang out soon. I yes. know. We really, we really literally have to.
Yeah. All right. Well, goodbye, readers. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.